Hello, I'm Spencer Scott Holmes, and welcome to the show. And I got super special guest back again, Derek W. Lipscomb. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm. It's been a it's been a minute since uh, we hung online here. <laughs> I know exactly. We, we've been working on trying to get one going, and I haven't even done uh, this version of the podcast in such a long time. But I had this kind of goal that what I needed to do, realistically, what I need to do in life is I got to get some more social activity going because it's that weird thing that, like, I'll, I'll work for like you know weeks or months, and realistically, other than maybe a brief moment of a podcast here and there, it's like I almost don't talk to people as much anymore. You know, right. and the weird thing too is because I'm making pizza boys, so all it is is about a bunch of people <laughs> hanging out together, and like, but I'm not <laughs> hanging out with anybody. So I'm like, my goal is like. You know, just about every weekend, I want to, I don't care if it, you get together in person, you get together on a podcast or even get together playing video games or something online. I don't just something like that. Get those like kind of social, you know, network kind of going, get the creative juices flowing because I feel like that's something that's been kind of missing. And that's what uh, I'm like, you know what, if no one better to bring back than Derek to kind of get the creative juices going. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's funny. Um, I, I'm right there with you. I've been a complete comic book hermit. Uh, yeah. I, I've kind of I've completely minimized my uh, my comic activity on social media. Here and there, I'll I'll post something when I'm feeling good about uh, you know an image I did or something or some pages. But uh, as far as promotion, it's been like null and um, even less with going out publicly and doing conventions or anything like that. I I decided uh, after that whole kind of you know community shutdown of the pandemic mm-hmm. that I was just gonna like hunker down and work on both a little bit of quantity and quality. And yeah. so the next time I make, you know, I get a table at a con or, or I release stuff, I want to release stuff in a big way where it's like, you know, um, you know, it's not just an issue, you know, some people, you meet people sometimes who are also indie comic creators and they've been out of the scene for like two years. And you're like, oh, what do you got? What's new? And they have like one issue. And you're like, you have one issue out of two years. Like, what have you been doing? I know life happens, but if you're yeah. going to come back, come back with like results, you know? And um, so, yeah, I, uh, I've been kind of just knee deep in it. And uh, yeah, and it's definitely made me uh, a little antisocial, not, you know, not with my, my circle of friends or anything like that, but just in terms of reaching out to the comic public and everything like that. So. I definitely relate and I, I appreciate you reaching out and trying to get this going again. Cause I definitely need that, that inspiration talking to other creators. And everything. Oh my gosh. Most definitely. I think that is kind of the thing. Cause yeah, it's just, you know, you, you end up just kind of working and you go in that work mode and it's always had the hard balance of being able to be like, okay, work on the comic. And then you right. share the comic and do all that kind of stuff. It's to me, it's, it's one or the other. It's like I either get one groove or another groove or something. And uh, definitely the, the sharing part always kind of lacks. So it's like, you know, yeah. And, but and it's, it, and it's stuff that you can't wait to put out and, and talk about, but you know, when you're a solo act, so like you and I are, it's kind of like the yeah. time is, is the thing that kind of is your, your enemy in a way you have to, you really want to get the stuff out, but you don't want to like rush it and have it be sloppy. And, um, you know, but again, it's, it's, it's really like, how much time do I have left in this world? <laughs> you know, I need to get stuff out. I know. So I, I know that's what I always think about. It's like, okay, I got ideas. I need to get kind of things going and get that, you know, and the thing I've been, the weird thing is about, there's a couple of these books I had where they was talking about sort of all the manga creators and like, you know, and they had this like questions and answers and so on. And mm-hmm. the thing is, there's so many of those guys, they do 19 pages a week and it's just like, <laughs> It's like a mind blowing. Now, granted, there is that. There's always that unspoken like 
uh, I really feel there's always those assistants that are like nameless yeah. people in Japan that like, because you never know. It's like, you know, you look at a manga, it's like, boom, it shows one guy's name or one gal's name right on there. And then you go, well, right. you know that there's at least two or three other people that kind of are in the background, like, you know, filling in tones and filling yeah. in blacks and, you know, maybe doing inking and all that kind of stuff that don't get their name in there because that's just the way it's like old school. Like, you know, no, 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 you're, you're the assistant. You're working your way up. Yeah, yeah, and it it works that way in like a lot of uh, similar um, you know media like even with animation like the old school like cell hand drawn animation like the character designer always gets like the credit like oh you know like yeah but you never hear about the guys who are laying down the, ink, the you know the ink and paint and everything like that like it's just like in comics you know who does your flats who does this you know it's just just I mean we do it all and I take pride in it and I'm sure you do too but it would be nice you know to have an army of like. <laughs> going on and everything so oh yeah most definitely there there is something to be said i mean sometimes i always kind of think about that like what would be the proper way for me to speed up the workflow but without having to sacrifice any of like the in a sense it still looks you know in a sense the same and the only thing i really came to conclusion is like if i had somebody maybe did like the inking part because then i could literally get twice as much done and at least the drawings would still all look like my kind of work because I wouldn't right. want to change, at least not on Pizza Boys. Like, if it was something else that maybe I was writing, because sometimes I have an idea, it's like, maybe I could write a couple other scripts and then have somebody else work on that while I work on Pizza Boys, because there's only so much time in the day to do everything. You know, that's oh, one thing. Man. Well, so I, I, I'm i doing exactly just that. Um, <laughs> and I used to be uh, a lot more focused on one project. It used to be just maroon, maroon, maroon. Yeah. And um, after I finished the third trade, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do some Kepra and kind of like cleanse the palette. And I did a full trade of that. Uh, granted, a lot of that artwork was already done. So it wasn't like I was doing a lot of like intense, like, you know, uh, from scratch uh, type of things. But then I finished that one and I'm like, well, I should probably finish the whole story out with the second volume. And I got about mm, probably about 65% of it done now. Mm-hmm. And at some point, uh, what kind of got me back on the maroon, which I'm back on right now, is that there's a, uh, there's kind of like a, an Inktober type thing going on right now in February called Heroary mm-hmm. on Instagram. And I started, they, my name was, my, uh, the maroon was one of the prompts. Uh, it was on the fifth day. And I was like, oh crap. You know, it's really odd when someone just pulls your, your comic out of a hat and just like, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to spot like this and then something like that. And it really kind of motivated me to get back into it. I was like, there's an audience out there. Oh my God. I need to, <laughs> yeah, I need exactly. to talk to them. You know? So, um, yeah, I got back into that and I realized I was doing that, um, that whole three, uh, part origin story of his, and I got a lot of it done and I went back to look at it and it's nice to take a step away from it and then come back in with fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. I really was like, I need to finish this. This is like really you know, interesting stuff on a personal level. So, uh, yeah, I've been back at that. And then I'm, I'm hoping once I get that out of the way, I'll get Kepra done. And then after that, I'll just kind of twiddle my thumbs and figure out where I'm going to go from there. I have ideas, but I don't know how much I want to devote to yeah. some of these ideas because they're pretty grand, you know? Well, that's always the, that's always the big thing is that, you know, it's the, do you have the time to devote fully to an idea? Cause sometimes you get kind of these like, man, this would no. be cool. And then you're like, wait a second. You know what I mean? Like I, I got the extra time. Like my biggest thing yeah. is a lot of times I always got to stop myself from doing other projects sometimes and go, wait a second. What's the most important thing you need to be doing? 
It's mm-hmm. the comic book. Let's just break it down. Podcasting can be second. And then from everywhere else out there, it's like, there's probably not enough time to do too much of these excess projects that I, you know, you kind of get some ideas that come up once in a blue moon for stuff. And it's like, at the end of the day, there's only so much time and you, you need to figure out like where you, you pick your battles in a sense. Yeah. But I mean, I'll, I'll say this, at least with podcasting, if you talk to like-minded individuals, it does kind of help the whole overall, you know, plan. It's like, you know, you do need that, that motivation. You do, you know, talking to other people going through the same thing. Yeah. It really does kind of get the juices flowing and you're kind of like, yeah, you know what? Now I want to get back into it. I want to get like hit the paper and everything and, and start like putting out good stuff. So, I mean, yeah, I'm in that kind of a zone right now uh, between like this, you know, podcast and then like doing the hero area mm-hmm. and um, you know, just getting back into something I haven't touched for a while. Uh, it feels good. You know, I, um, you know, and I, I said last year, I'm like, Oh, maybe this year I'll, I'll get back into the convention circuit, but I, I want, I still want to have a pretty decent library of thick books to put out there, you know? And I, I mean, I have one, I have three volumes and that's good. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say you, you got Four. thicker books than like everybody else <laughs> on the planet, practically <laughs> like literally let, let, let's be honest. There's very few <laughs> other comic book creators that have as thick of books as you have. <laughs> I literally want to have like a library, just like just too many choices now. Like, but I mean, I, I, I think I, again, I feel like there's kind of merit to, to having that much material because people, I think will take you a lot more serious that you're like, you're not a onesie twosie person. You know, you might be, you might have a great idea that may never go anywhere because they didn't follow up on the storyline or they did the comic and they, you know, maybe sales weren't what they were expecting at their first show. And then they just kind of throw in the towel early where I was never really of that mindset. My mindset was just appeasing. You know, they say art is a selfish endeavor. So it's kind of like that for me. It's Mm -hmm. kind of like, I want to just have these, these stories on paper and you know, if the money comes with it, great. If it doesn't, I'm still going to be satisfied with what I was able to do, you know. And and so that's kind of how I stay in it, you know. It's just about the craft, more or less, you know. And if if there's some kind of moderate success after, great. It's icing on a, a delicious cake already, you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> most definitely. I I mean, for me, that's the thing. Is like I I feel it's that storytelling part, like the yeah. like I, I just like creating story because that's what I summed it up to, like. Throughout life, it was just like, you know, I, you know, I dabbled in all kinds of stuff from music to movies to animation, comics and so on. And when I realized I came to the sole conclusion that what I like most than anything else, it's the storytelling part. That's that's my favorite. That's my favorite part. So it it almost doesn't really matter what medium, but that's what I think I love about comics so much is that it's, it is the one medium that literally a singular guy or gal can create whatever they want in a realistic time frame and have a full story of all kinds of stuff to do. You know what I mean? And and it's interesting that you put out that, that, that term, uh, storytelling, because I feel like now I'm in this position where I don't know if I consider myself a great writer or a great artist. And when people ask me like, you know, what's your role? I think storytelling or storyteller should actually be a professional term <laughs> because I mean, in your case, you've used, you used film, you've used comics and animation. They're all in that same realm. You know what I mean? Like you could just say, I'm a storyteller and, you know, I'm neither yeah. artist or writer or anything. I just, and I think as I got older and started trying to, you know, you know, climb this ladder of trying to be this great competent artist when there's so many great ones out there already, you know, it's kind of like, well, as long as I, you know, as long as the story is effective enough and people get sucked in, 
that I'm doing my job, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that I should just kind of throw in the towel and not try to improve with every story, but I, I do, but it's just that I have to come to some acceptance on certain things and maybe not diminish yourself, but kind of put yourself in a different box. And that's to yeah. me what comics has started to be for me. It was just that, well, now I'm, I'm just a storyteller. I enjoy the biggest, the biggest benefit from it all is just the storytelling and what people, how people respond. That's where you get, I get my high from, you know? Mm-hmm. If people like it, then it's been, you know, well spent, you know? Oh yeah. Most definitely there. Cause I think that is the thing that, you know, it's one of those ones when it comes down to all that storytelling, good times and so on, the way I always look at it too. And like, you know, is that no matter what the story you tell is not going to be like anything else. Anybody else tells like, that's, that's like one of the most magical parts. It's like, mm-hmm. that's why like, you know, and some, some people get caught up in like, Oh man, my artwork just doesn't feel right. So I'm like, the cool thing is, is that your artwork looks different. Like there's a, I have a buddy and he always kind of says, yeah. it's like, oh, sometimes I just don't feel my artworks, you know, comparable to others. I'm like, dude, that the thing is, though, it's what I love about his artwork. I'm like, is it doesn't look like anybody else's. And I think that is such yeah. a bonus factor. In it, it is. It, it's the uniqueness is, I think, what people want. I mean, I've always used that one. There's like, there's the general, there's those Marvel and DC comic books that aren't really like the, they're not like the main ones, but they're always kind of like the, you know, it'll just be like, here's this extra, like maybe like Titans book or something like that. And sometimes I always mm-hmm. kind of call them like, they'll be like, it has like the generic comic book art where nothing yeah. is bad in it. Nothing is bad. Everything's in right proportions. Everything looks good, looks decent, you know, and so on all the way through. There's backgrounds, there's details, there's all that. But it just doesn't feel like it has that same kind of characteristic that other books will have, you know. Nobody's trying just... to break the mold. In other words, you know, like uh, as as a kid, I had that How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way. Hey, I got uh, that book. one too. That's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> that was like my Bible. Uh, you know, that's how you, you start. Everybody mostly likely starts in that kind of uh, in that in that with that book. But uh, you know, as as more stylized artists came, especially with the image comic artists, it became the field, the playing field became a lot different. And, um, you know, while we were trying to like perfect what Stanley and Buscema was, was teaching us in that book, mm-hmm. you know, everyone else is like elevating it and you're like, I didn't know you could do it. <laughs> like, you know, like <laughs> you can draw those feet like that. You can have that many teeth, Rob Liefeld. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, well, that's, that's the thing about artwork. There's, there's literally no rules. Like the only thing I, I say, like in a book, the only thing it has to do is mm-hmm. at least make it be clear that like what's going on. That's yeah. the only thing is as long as it's it a, a logical path. And, I mean, and once in a blue moon, if you need to have an illogical one, cause you got some kind of weird story going on, that's okay. But for the yeah. most part, as long as it makes sense it, yeah. and the flow is fine and I'm not getting lost, it doesn't matter how it looks or how else anything else goes. It's like, that's the, yeah. that's the only like thing you got to focus on. Everything else is uh, trivial past that point. It's all up to the it user's really imagination. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's still some fantastic artists out there where, and I just got, I'm like, oh man, like I could call whatever I'm doing a style, <laughs> but I don't know how distinguished it is compared to like a lot of these other guys out there now where they have like a real strong uh, imprint on their art where you just, you know it immediately when you see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, of course I'd love to have that kind of identity. I don't know if it's even there, but like just working on it, that's, that also kind of helped me, um, come to, to, to grips with things like that where it's like yes we're not working in a professional field and and i'm actually kind of glad we're not because we wouldn't be telling the stories we wanted to tell yeah. imagine working for the, one of the big companies and like you're doing someone else's work basically they're telling you this is the story you got to draw it this is the characters they're not yours you got to do it and it's just to me it would feel like it would be fun for a while but doing having control of your own you know world and stuff playing god if you want 
yeah. uh, <laughs> is, is, is way more like intriguing and everything. So I, uh, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, creative benefits of being an indie book. Um, and you know, people who can just draw good and they don't really have a lot of creativity. Maybe that's what, you know, the mainstream, uh, can do for them, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, I really, I, I think once we got into this niche and once like comic central came out and it really kind of got everyone linked together and we were all kind of like doing our own thing, but having that camaraderie, that's really where it kind of like, uh, kicked it in the overdrive for us. So, yes. I mean, like, I, I mean, how many issues are you at right now? I mean, on pizza boys. I'm at 13 working on 14. So I'm making that's progress. Nice. No, that's good though. I mean, I, honestly do. I, I wonder if a lot of the same, you know, titles out there are still at that same pace. You know what I mean? Like there might be people who are like after a comic, you know, central went away, they went away, you know, and mm -hmm. who knows? It's just got to get back on the bike. You never forget how to ride it, but it'll be yeah. rusty. You know, <laughs> I just, just paddle away, you know? <laughs> So. Oh yeah, most I, well. I think that's always like a great skill that I feel like almost outweighs so many other things is being able to one to finish projects and to keep going on. Like that's something yeah. that like to continuously keep making stuff. You know, yeah. just keep going and being almost also the finishing one because you know we we've all met those kind of folks before where you know they they got all kinds of great ideas and they're fantastic yeah. ideas and they start stuff and then don't end up finishing it or get halfway through and change yeah. it to something else and it never kind of it never comes out and it's like gosh these these ideas are great you got them there. So sometimes yeah. lock it in and go, you know, and I think that's such a key thing. You just, yeah, you just got to hammer it through. And, 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 you know, some people have that in them to do it. And other people are just like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, um, you know, I've told you, I've, I'm sure I've mentioned before, there's been several people I've met at cons who are just like, they're kind of just blind in the whole thing. Like, oh, yeah, I did this book and, uh, you know, I don't really they don't really promote it or nothing. I don't have this or I don't have that. And they're not, they're just very ho-hum about it. And you read the mm -hmm. book, you're like, wow, this is fantastic. Like if you only applied yourself to it so much, you know, you could have been a really great thing you're working on, but you know, those, those are the people where it's like, it might, it's probably not meant to be, I guess, but that's crazy to me, you know, because mm -hmm. I don't even know at the end of the day, if we have good ideas or not, you know, like obviously yeah. everyone, everyone perceives your work differently, but like, like how, you know, at the end of the day, when I, I, you know, I'm on my deathbed and maybe I could lift my hand to look at my books again. Am I going to be like, oh, okay, I can leave the world. All right. You know, yeah. I'm going to be like, damn it. This is what I did. <laughs> <laughs> this is my life's work. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Hey, well, I think the key thing though, is having that library. I think you mentioned it once before. You're like, I want to, by the end of my life, I want to yeah. just have a library. That's just my toe, all my tomes in a sense yeah. that I have created. Yeah. Cause yeah, it exactly. sort of shows like a, it's almost like a historical footprint in a sense. Yeah. Every single book you kind of create. Yeah. yeah, it's a legacy to some degree. I mean, um, you know, there's a lot of people who can draw, but like, do they leave their mark in a way? And then I'm not saying like, I'm going to leave this tremendous footprint on their earth or anything like that, but it's going to still be there, hopefully, God willing, as long as like, you know, Indie Planet's still functioning and yeah. <laughs> or someone else's, Amazon still has, is hosting them and everything. And, you know, I could be, you know, years out of it, but, and then that's probably when someone's going to discover it and say, Hey, this, we can make something of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there in the afterlife. Like, no. Yeah. 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 Be like one of those, the, the many creators who uh, like their work gets, takes off the second that they pass away. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's, that's how it goes. It was worth so. Nothing when he was alive, he died. And five <laughs> years later, it's the biggest hit ever.
<laughs> yeah, and it's all in public domain now and stuff, so not even your family benefits. <laughs> no, no, nobody gets it. Yeah, it's just yeah, freely used and so on. But oh man, uh, no. it, it, that was really dark. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the sad part is, it's dark, but it's so true because you know that it's there's so many people out there that's happened their whole life. Well, it's always those when you see those stories, and it's like, and this guy died penniless by the time it was all said yeah. and done. And you're like, what the heck? I was like, those were all like some of the best inventions or stories or whatnot. Like, yeah. what happened? That's such a sad story, you know. Even like some of the like the the, the classically trained artists or the well, you know, like you know. You get those museum, you know, artists and everything, but you read about their lives and you're like, God, like that wasn't worth it for you, was it? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so. and I, I think it's all in the eye of the beholder. Like, I think there is something to be said. It's like, hey, it's, if, if you're, you know, putting up that art and it's what you like doing and all that kind of stuff. And at the end of the day, even if there's not like the reward as much for it, but you know, sometimes the reward, almost you give it like a Eastern philosophy thing. The reward is not necessarily the rewards for yourself more than anything else. Yeah. If everybody else can experience, that's even better. But you know, like that should be like the, the core value and expand it from there. Yeah. And that's getting back to that too. The same philosophy I had about it too. It was just like, well, at the end of the day, am I, is it making me happy to do this stuff? And yes, it is. You know, and like if one person reads the book, you know, to me, it's still a success story, you know, and if they continue reading it, then even better. But like, um, you know, again, going back to just art being kind of a selfish endeavor, it's like, well, if nobody reads it, it's not a total loss because it's still something I created. It's still something that exists. Yeah. And, um, you know, and hopefully, you know, even if, even if the work may not be up to somebody's like taste, at least they can look at it on a, a, a level of like, well, look what this person was able to do on their own. I could do this and it inspires them to go and create something like, you know, even better. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's multi-purpose to it. Obviously I, I, you know, I want to, I want to leave something there for like my own kids to maybe when they're old enough to read and be like, mm -hmm. what was wrong with dad? You know, but like, you know, it's, <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's there and maybe they can go, well, I could do something, you know, you yeah. never know. Or my, you know, if I have grandkids or something somewhere down the line, they discover, Oh, grandpa was like a, Twisted old man, but I <laughs> <laughs> but he created all kinds of cool artwork and so on like that. Yeah, yeah. But look at the violence. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but there's something cool about that, like that the you know, the, there is that kind of lasting effect that it, it can affect, you know, people in different ways and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, even I'll say it's like it's one of those ones, like one of the nicest things you can get is when you do go to a convention and somebody yeah. comes back and they go, Oh my gosh, I bought like your first couple books or whatever. Yep. Give me the rest of them. Like these are amazing, you know, you know, changed my life. I really enjoy this. Yeah. This push push me for further in my comic career or you know, drawings and all that stuff and maybe want to create something like all those kind of things yeah and that's always like one of the coolest parts and you know it seems like every con there's a, i at least find a couple people that like they come on back and they're like they're like hey i bought one you know one or two issues and now i want more you know and it's like that's sometimes, always super cool sometimes it's like the very next day like you know the, the, yeah. the hesitant buyer is like oh I'll, I'll i'll try an issue instead of buying the trade and then uh, you know, that's on saturday and then sunday like i'll take the trade you're like <laughs> you know like victory yeah. right there so, they went home, they read it, and we said, wait a second, I need I need everything now. Yeah, like I left this hanging now. I, I need the answers. I need answers. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, uh, you know, again, that that's just one of those things. It's like now, you know, I don't know how many years deep I'm into this since I started the Maroon. It's almost like, I think it's about four, almost five years. And I, I know I showed you on Twitter uh, uh, last week uh, that I was working on doing a 10th anniversary of the first trade. 
Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I just, that's again, it's just for my own self-indulgence right now, but like maybe it can just be something better as, as I work on it for the next six years or whatever. But yeah. uh, I, I'm hoping to get something really nice out of that and, and you know, just kind of bookmark it, uh, you know, do a bookend to the whole thing and see, uh, see what, how that does, you know? Um, but again, it's still going to be about just moving the story forward at the same time without just retreading too much. So, yeah. yeah. No, I, I think, I think that's just a cool idea anyways. It kind of, as long as you can kind of ignite your own flames and keep going and, you know, be just inspired the whole way through, like kind right. of with the maroon, cause you're working on the, th- like, what's it a three-parter origin? Or yeah. Three-parter? It's like a, like they're like giant size issues. They're like 72 pages each. Oh yeah, and, so it's, um, it's like the old school like Marvel giant size X Men yeah, ones and so on. <laughs> yeah, but these are almost like mini trades at this point, and it's like so I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the mini trade, uh, the well uh, the giant size issues first, and then I'll just do another collection with them, and that'll probably be a technical volume four, even though it kind of just cuts into the narrative and goes back to the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, there'll still be things in there that kind of keep it in the present as well, and it's setting up the big finish, which will probably be the fifth volume if I get to it. Okay, um, yeah. because I envisioned uh, the character to go through three kind of stages. The stage we're in right now is the pre-Civil War era, mm-hmm. where he's, I mean, this whole thing is still an origin story for him. Even the three-parter is like how he gets started. What you've read so far is the interim space where he's trying to figure out what he's going to be. And then by the end of this, like, this storyline, he'll finally be like, well, this is who I am. And yeah. then... Then we're going to jump into the Civil War and have ideas there where it's not going to just be about him. It's going to be kind of like a, a team book in a way. Yeah, okay. It's, it's going to be kind of like a Dirty Dozen type of thing that are working behind enemy lines and everything. And That'll be more of a, an anthology, I guess. It's not like a, a, a you know a, a overlying story arcs or anything like that. It's just going to be more adventure serial type uh, style. And then the Old West will end cap his life story. And he'll find himself out west. He's an old man now, and that's when his legacy oh, kind of catches up. I, I so. picture that almost like the unforgiven version of like the maroon. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's definitely, and I, I don't know if I'm going to make it a a series of stories or just like a one-off trade, just to kind of bookend it. Yeah, um, but I definitely wanted to have kind of a beginning to an end for this guy. So, um, definitely trying to. You know, I don't know if I'll ever even get to the, even the second segment of the Civil War and stuff like that. But if I even get this first one done, I'll be happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, it's you know, all about I, time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I believe in you because you you get more stuff done than any person on the face of the planet. I feel like that's I think that's what always inspires me. You know, is just because I see like how much that you can pump out and the quality and the stories and all that stuff. It's yeah. just like, man, you know what I mean? Like that's why I'm like, I'm trying to get it where it's like I'm just want to get it where it's like I'm just always like at least getting something done. Something done. Yeah. I think that's it's it's a, I had I had a saying once I used to always say it's like if you could even just get a panel or two done. Like you that's not what you want to have every single day. But yes. those, like if you had a like a hard week where you just only had a little bit of time yeah. That's the thing. You're like, oh, I only got like maybe a half an hour today. Well, in a half an hour, you can probably get a panel or two done, you know, give yeah. or take. And so I, I when you get that done, it stacks up. And at the end of the week, at least maybe you got a page or two done that you might not have had. Yeah. And I find it hard to actually take a break because, I mean, like, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to stop off this for a while. But then I'll just I'll look at something else I was working on. I'm like, oh, man, maybe I'll just work on this. Then. <laughs> um, I liken it to – and the, the biggest my biggest problem is if I start something – and it's or if it's something new, I have to see it through. 
I, I, my analogy is when I got my first tattoo, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a big, it was a, a fairly big, it was like my whole shoulder. Like, okay. And, um, you know, usually when people start their first tattoos, they want to go a little bit small just to see how it goes. Yeah. Test the waters. <laughs> as soon as the guy put the, like the, the needle to skin and I was like, Oh, Oh shit. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, there's no reason to have just half a thing on here. I got to go all the way through it. I sat there for the four hours and, and just let him like, you know, drive away on it. And I, I look at it like that. I'm like, that's kind of how, how I am even with, with art. It's like, as soon as I start doing something, I'm like, if I don't see this thing through, I'm going to regret it. And it's going to be with me for life. Like, a, like an unfinished tattoo, you know, like I gotta, I gotta get yep. it done. And even if I'm not happy with it in the end, at least it's done. And it doesn't look like I gave up, you know, at some point. So, yeah. well, it, it's like so many things too. It's like, you know, it's more about that. The big picture part makes more of a deal than like, sometimes the, like, sometimes it's easy to kind of go, Oh, this, this panel seems a little bit off. Or is, is this part a little bit confusing, but over it they go through yeah. it and they they flow a lot more through it you know and they're not they're picking up stuff but everybody's picking up something slightly different in their process and they're not also like sitting there hardcore studying it like the creator is you know yeah, they're, yeah. they're not looking at it you know you because i always think about like when you look at a panel like in a normal read you look at each kind of one maybe in a few seconds you know give or take on how mm-hmm. much dialogue there is in it but you're looking at it about it a few seconds at a time as you kind of flow through it. I mean, sometimes yeah. I remember like 10 years ago, I told myself once, I'm like, maybe like, cause sometimes you would get the books and you'd read them and then you'd go like, I feel like I'm almost going too fast. I think I need to slow down a yeah. little bit. They like, take did I not the artwork in. Enough? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You feel like you don't appreciate it enough. And uh, you know, it's funny too, because like there'll be people uh, like you'll see online who are reviewing books and they like, they examine the panel work and the composition. And for me, it's always been like, Oh, that's a really cool shot onto the next and it's not that I don't, I don't appreciate it, but I appreciate it differently. Some people really go deep dive and and do these intensive, like, you know, reviews of things. It makes me nervous as, you know, someone puts together a book because then I go back and I do really look at it with like a really critical eye. And I'm like, my artwork fucking sucks. Cause someone's going <laughs> to tear this shit apart, you know, like, <laughs> so, um, you know, that's always kind of one of those things too, that drives you, you know, I think, you do have to be your worst critic um, mm-hmm. and that will know to catch all those things before someone else does. Uh, and, you know, knock on wood, I haven't had anyone really like at me like that. I'm probably opening myself up now to it, but like, you know, like, <laughs> it's nice that, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, people, like I said, they read the book and they said, you know, they've said good things about it. So, and I'm really happy about that. I'm very proud about that. So. Yeah. Well, even when it comes to like the editing, uh, when I was doing, um, the pizza boys 13 i did the thing where because mostly it was always like okay i would look it over a bunch of times of course but then i'd have uh, my wife laura look it over a bunch of times and then maybe somebody else if they just happen to kind of come on over but that was kind of about as far as it ever sort of went for checking it this time i'm like okay i'm gonna send it out to like 15 different people kind of generally comic book people but then i also had a couple other just like regular friends like era podcasters like hey just just read this over and just if you notice anything just you know either if it's something's off grammatically or something's off you know misspelled you know all because all those things like i there comes a point where I just can't notice it anymore. I've just looked at the book yeah. too much and I'm just never going to catch stuff or if any right. like, you know, p- pages or stuff, because I thought like, oh, okay, if I said the comic book people, maybe they'll notice, Oh, Hey, this tone's missing here in this section. Cause that's always such a common one where it's like, you know, you go, Oh, there's, there's a little blank spot right there. I mean, once again, yeah. I don't think anyone but myself would probably notice it, but still the thing I noticed is in everybody that sent back, 
not two people had the same mistake. It was everybody had, they saw something slightly different or, you know, they didn't catch it or anything like that, but like there was no overlap, which no. kind of goes to show that there's something to be said about having a, a little bit wider test audience yeah. and I have the book go through. So I think I'm definitely from this point on, I'm going to do that where I'd just be like, get as many people's eyes on it. You know what I mean? Yes. And that helped because they're, you know, each person caught something kind of maybe different here and there. You tuned it up and so on because it just goes I to just show that, a couple people is just not enough. You you need a, yeah. a you know a good handful of people to really go through it and kind of go just just check it out for me. At least give me the peace of mind coverage. Yeah, and I had like at least three people that um that would go over my stuff, and two of them were a married couple, and they were very mm -hmm. good at catching the grammatical stuff. And then I had another uh, person. She would look at it, and she was a a fact checker. Yeah. So she would be like really hardcore into it too. She would like I don't think this term was used in eighteen fifty. It's actually a lot later, and I'm kind of like, well, I mean, it's historical fiction. How do I have any wiggle room here? <laughs> like, yeah. but then I, I get the better of me. I'm like, okay, I'll get rid of it. I'll use something else. It was nice having that, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. You need to have a couple of eyes on it, not just one other person. And it's always funny when you have like a comic book editor and in, in the in the industry and stuff like that. You know, how much are they trained to look at everything? Like, are there is there specialty like? the dialogue you, that's used is it on the art or is it like you know any you know do they have to do all of that are they are they competent enough to do all of that you know or do they yeah. miss things you know so because we've all seen things in professional comics where you're like oh where was the editor when this happened you know like yeah it, it goes to show that everybody miss it's the same thing with like movies <laughs> like when you see scenes where things are out of place and so on like that <laughs> yeah. like it doesn't yeah. matter how how many people are sometimes looking over it the mistakes do happen but the yeah. average overlook is still always it's about the big picture it's always like i was saying what ed wood yeah. says it's not about the little things it's all about the big picture you know at the end of the day <laughs> yeah. you know but i always think about that too with like an editor like this because you're like there's an editor and just sit there and like almost study page by page and like right. literally put some legitimate time into it like you know, spend that time to really look over. Like, I feel like a true editor would and literally almost yeah. retype everything back in just to make sure it is fully spelled right and fully. Mm -hmm. This is kind of going and, you know, just putting that like a lot of like, you know, time into it where it's just you, you are studying the whole page. You're not just doing a, a read through or anything like that. You are getting deep diving into it. Right. Uh, a lot of the like one of the things that I, I find myself doing more and more, which I shouldn't, is I've almost stopped writing dialogue script and I do it as I, I create a page okay. and I know what I want the page to say. And when I hand it over to the married couple, they mm -hmm. usually kind of script doctor it for me. So it works better, but at least yeah. I'm getting the idea. Cause I, I'm really bad about, I have the idea right then and there. And if I don't do something about it right now, I'm going to forget it completely. So I put yeah, everything get... down. Yeah. And, uh, and and so that's how I, I've normally done. I'm like, oh, that would be great if this person said this. And I throw it in there. And then, like, later on, I'm like, well, how about you have them say this instead? It makes more sense. And plus, you're repeating yourself here or you've done you use the word twice. And, uh, okay, okay. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's cool. It's really cool to have that editing team. And um, and, and it's still – I used to um, collaborate on another book, and we never used an editor. And that, that blows my mind now when I think about that, like – we literally sat at convention tables selling books where we we're like, we didn't edit it. <laughs> but, you know, like, and then I'd go back like later on and reread them. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, you just feel like someone thinks I'm an idiot out there, you know, and I'm not, even yeah. here, you know, like, so 
Yeah. It's that, it's that thing. Also, it has to catch it and be like, oh, this guy, you can't even spell. It's like, oh, like, yeah. you know, because I found Stuff that once I'll find it, I'll find an old issue of Pizza Boys. I'm like, gosh, I went over that so many times. And then like three years later, I still like up oh, there's something slightly off. Yeah, there's like a space missing or something. You're like, how do yeah, I? Yeah, you know? just you, yeah. Well, one of those things like that, you just kind of miss. And I, I think that the average person still always like they kind of get they're they're, for, they're they're forgiving. It's like one of those words, yeah. like you know, there's always gonna be somebody out there that you know, God forbid, if you know any words misspell or something like that, that's it. That they're done. But I think well, the average know. person kind of gets it, and I think also the average person a lot of times doesn't notice that either because I always think about that. How many people have read over this and never noticed that either? You know, yeah, just, well, I, it's like your brain sort of like fixes things as it kind of goes across you know what i mean if, if things are kind of out of order like it almost will sometimes take care of that you know yeah. for you without you almost sometimes knowing which i think that's well, it's it's nice but that's also not great when you're trying to get things dialed in oh dude and comic book fans are, are the biggest scrutinizers of them all i mean when it either comes to books or even the movies it's like there's always something that nobody's ever happy with we're all guilty of it i'm sure but it's yeah. like sometimes when i read things i'm like oh my god like <laughs> it's okay it's fine you know like nothing's gonna be perfect so um but yeah that's just one of those things i, I have a cousin who's been um uh working on his own book too and he sends me stuff uh to kind of look over like right now he's trying to learn how to uh letter <clears throat> and do word bubbles and stuff and i know that's a whole animal within itself for some people um i see tweets about it almost daily like, if you don't know how to letter, you need to learn. Like, people just really condescendingly telling other artists, like, you know, hey, I'm a comic book creators, learn how to current your your words and stuff and, you know, use proper, you know, font size and use the good, you know, this font. And they get real yeah. technical about it. And, you know, if this was me, like, 15, 20 years ago, I wouldn't have given a shit, you know, honestly. <laughs> I would be like, it still reads the same. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like there's like that, like even that, and I tell him too. I'm like, honestly, if you really want to leave a good impression, really check like how your your word bubbles are, and, and make sure everything's kind of balanced out in the bubble, and you know the spacing, the kerning, all that stuff, the choice mm -hmm. of font. You, you could get you could get raked over the coals for it. It sounds ridiculous, but it's the truth. Now it's like nowadays people who read comics are way more fickle than we used to be. You know. You can look at old Marvel stuff or DC stuff in the eighties yeah. today. And you can see like all the errors that were in those books, the coloring errors. Oh man. They, they, they just it out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and nobody said anything about it. It was just like, okay, well, you know, this, this is a cheap rag who cares, but now, yeah. you know, because it is an elevated form of art, people are responding to it in that way. And I just always find that funny because I was like, well, I, maybe that's why I let things go because I read the original Secret Wars and there's a lot of crap in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah so you, you just you kind of accept it a little bit more. Yeah, but but yeah, I, I do think that that lettering kind of is because I will say that when I do the lettering part, that to mm. me is when the comic book feels like a comic book. Yeah, where it yeah. goes from being like here's just some random art to like oh no now it now it literally looks like the legitimate thing. Like yeah, the lettering yeah. is what does that. And for myself, like I like to do the word balloons myself. I, I like to just generally draw everything myself instead of just yeah. using like the here's a perfectly you know formatted circle like in Clip Studio or something like that. Like if, if I do that, it's like it it looks off in my opinion. Like it just doesn't look like my my drawing doesn't balance that like in a sense of like that. So I'm like I got to yeah. hand draw them all so they sort of look like their own personality and so on. Yeah, there's yeah. so much stuff you can do in that lettering and the wording and the balloons and how to really, make it kind of work in there that you it can to show why why that's so much of a job in itself. Right, right. Um, it enhances sometimes the entire experience of of reading that page. 
where if you just have really just slapped on word bubbles, it's kind of like, well, it, it feels like at some point they just didn't put the effort into their book. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, we got all this great artwork. But if you have a shoddy like bubble work and, and fonts and stuff, then it's kind of like, well, and then, you know, so rare I am, I'm already sounding like those guys on Twitter, you know, <laughs> yeah. but I get it. I get it at the same time. But some people get so like, it's almost like more important to them than the overall picture. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yep. Uh, but, well, um, you know, you, tr- you go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, it just is so true, though, because just like, like, you know, nothing's worse than when you kind of see, like, one of the, like, the ones you'll see once in a while is where, like, when the letters almost are starting to touch, like, the edge of the word balloon, or it's like, yes, they just, yeah. we're sort of using those, like, in a sense, there's always in pretty much every program, there's kind of like the, the set word balloons that are, you know, the, I felt like those are there for, like, you know, when somebody wants to make a greeting card to send to, like, their friend for yeah. their birthday, and they just want to give it, like, a comic book look, you know, yeah, yeah, but, like, not, I feel you know, yeah, you you need them to sort of the look like natural, I guess. Is a, I don't know how's the best way to say it, but that's sort of how it is. Is look like because every you know word section is going to be slightly different, so it's going to need yeah. you know not everything's going to be an oval. Sometimes some things will be circle. Sometimes things are going to have edges. Sometimes things are going to be more explosive and all kinds of stuff. And I think yeah. by having that kind of control over it, just and sort of hand drawn it, you know, that does make mm-hmm. a big old difference. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. I, and I, I I've had to learn to kind of. Uh, focus on that a lot more because um, even when I was looking at like the first couple issues of the maroon and I was looking at my word bubble work and I was like oh you know like part of the reason why I wanted to do like this kind of deluxe anniversary edition not just to put more material in it and everything but also to fix those little things like you know the word balloons and stuff that don't work on some pages as panels that I'm like god I really rushed the art on that one like I need to redraw mm-hmm. that you know I just want it to be an overall better reading experience than it is you know uh, and so, and it kind of make it kind of a, it, the definitive version of, of what I was trying to do. Um, I think a lot of that had to do with also the fact that I was trying to restrict myself to 24 pages. Yeah. <laughs> that was a long time ago. And, uh, and, 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 con- you know, contain a story within there and you could tell a story in 24 pages, but if you want to get a lot of meat in, in there and a lot of things kind of to get inside the characters more, you kind of have to allow yourself some like breathing time to get get those moments in there um mm-hmm. i still like the way the first issue starts uh, or how how it works out i think i would have expanded the ending of the first issue a little bit more but uh as a as a standalone book i'm really happy with it like the way it ends you don't have to follow through with the character if you don't want to but you've got that little story right there and it's a nice little mm-hmm. like you know you know old west style even though it's pre-old west it has that western feel like you said yeah and uh you know, I, I just, I really, I was really proud of that when I, when I finished it, I looked at it, I said, this was a self-contained story. I'm good. If I decided to follow through, then cool, you know, and uh, I'm glad I did. Cause I mean, I've learned a lot of stuff, but I've also kind of got lost in the world that I created too, where it started almost dictating itself to me on what, what's going to happen, you know? So that was yep. really an interesting thing. So. Well, it's one of those ones like I thought myself too. Like this, I've been throwing around this idea for a while, but it'd been like I'm like I kind of want to sort of remake my first issue. Mm-hmm. And the main reason for me is because my artwork literally like progressed a lot from issue one <laughs> to nice. issue thirteen. It's yeah. like a very like massive change because in a sense, it's like I felt when I did issue one, my thing was like I think I can draw just good enough that I could do a comedy comic and 
get yeah, that out there. Yeah. That, that was my kind of thought process in it. And I, don't wrong, I still like my first issue a lot. I think it still reads fine, all that stuff, even if there's a couple little grammatical errors that I could still find once in a blue moon in that one. you know. But I felt like the main reason why I always think so is because when, when I go to a convention, the most general thing people do is they go, eh, just give me the first issue. Even though my book, yeah. I always kind of go, hey, you can literally pick it up anywhere. I do it sitcom style. I make it like it's episode of that 70s show or something like that. you know. So it doesn't really make a difference where you start off at. They still kind of want that first issue. And sometimes I kind of go, it's like, it's like as much as I like that, like, it is that one where it's like, gosh, my artwork in 13 is looking so good. It'd be nice to have at least to sort of match it. Like, it's okay, because I feel if someone gets into your book, then when they, yeah. they went to two and three and they're like the artwork kind of like dip back, you know, down to more like the earlier stages version, that would be okay because yeah. they're already they're already like hooked in and so on like that. But sometimes I will kind of wonder, it's like, well, those ones like would be nice just to have that artwork sort of match. As I said, don't wrong, yeah. I still love I love having the original one as is because it's, it's like the equivalent of like when you watch that first South Park episode and it's yeah. so rough, but it almost makes it, it more is. magical because it is that you know that it's so handmade and realistic and so on like that. Or like that those, early, cool. those early Simpsons episodes that used to be uh, what was the show they used to they de- debuted oh, on the, the um the, the, the oh, Tracy Moore uh Trace, no, no, not Tracy yeah uh, Tracy no, Oldman Oldman oh. Tracy Oldman show Ullman, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, so. and then, and it's like so, you see the character designs and then you're like, ooh. <laughs> um, but it's funny too because like I'm the same way. I generally, on a personal level, I like everything about Volume Two of the Maroon the most out of all the stuff I've done. Mm-hmm. Not to like you know poo poo on the other stuff, but like when I look at it and I flip through the the trade, that's a really satisfying book for me. I think I was really kind of I had hit my stride with that one. The artwork I love for myself. I like the story. I just like the way everything came together. It was, there's probably one chapter in there where I was kind of like, oh, I could have done that better. But as a whole, I think it was just a better experience. I, I had a, a stronger plan of what was going to happen. Where the first one was mm-hmm. kind of like the first couple of issues, I'm like, well, let's just see where this goes. And by the time yeah, I finished, the third, yeah. And by the time the third issue finished, I was kind of like, okay, I know where I'm going with this, you know? And and it's funny enough, that's where most people start to get hooked is like the third issue. Um, but when I sell them at the cons, I'm kind of like, don't you want to get the second trade too? Cause that one's great. Like, I really want to get them on that. And it's so <laughs> tough to like get people past issue one or something like that. You know, like yeah. there's a fixation on that. Like issue one is going to be worth something because it has the number one on it. You know, and it's not, you know, not necessarily true. So yeah. I, I mean, they, I that's what I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just that they they want to get they want to start from the beginning. And it's a logical one. I mean, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of times when I buy like when I start stories or I start a video game or something like that. I'm like one of those people. I'm like, no, no, I got to start from the beginning. Even if you don't yeah. necessarily need to, I feel like you got to earn your place. So I do get it. But yeah. it's one of those ones. I, I think about. I'm like, maybe I should do sort of a just like a sort of like. And I feel like I, I would just re- keep the script the same. I think yeah. I'd maybe expand just a couple parts in there and something like that. But beyond that, like it'd be pretty much identical and then just do the thing where I just redraw everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and just, just make like just, a deluxe edition or something. Yeah. Like a, or an, like it's an anniversary edition. I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with revisiting like our older stuff and kind of seeing how we've grown from then to now. I mean, there's, there's some things I can look at then and I really yeah. appreciate and then there's some things where I look back and, and I go, I could have been a lot better on that had I known what I know now. Um, and, you know, I just like to make everything a lot more cohesive. I mean, it's a tough thing to do because you want to whittle out that time that you could be putting it towards something else. But like, 
a lot of the stuff is already done for me in terms of doing that, that trade again. It's just, there's things that I looked at and I said, I wish now I had added this thing or I added this thing to kind of make it a better experience. And so this is going to be kind of my, my opportunity to do that. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, that's going to be something that's going to be in the works for a while. I might release it before the 10 year mark, but I don't know. Like it just depends on everything else works out. Like I don't foresee myself finishing this next three parter. Probably I'll probably have two of it maybe done by close to the end of the year. And hopefully mm -hmm. the last third part will be, will be done by like early next year, as long as yeah. I can you know, stay on it and everything. But, um, yeah, I mean, the goal is just kind of get that finish up Kepra and then from there we'll see what happens. Well, yeah, then it leaves you in a place where, hey, if you felt like trying a brand new story, you know, or, you know, you can go experimental and stuff because there's something to be said right. to switch up that story every once in a while, even if you like, you know, even if you're continuing some other ones, but at least you kind of change it up here and there just for a creative kind of flow and everything like that. It's kind of nice to have something else to sort of work on. Yeah, even if it's like a one shot or something, I mean, which I probably would do more likely is just like, let's just do one shots, get a, like a quick story out there, flex the, like your drawing skills on something different, you know, mm -hmm. instead of drawing the same thing. Um, I thought about that too. I, I honestly don't, I don't know. I, it's, it's hard to tell where I'll be when I get these, these next couple books done, but I, uh, you know, I hope I still have it in me to kind of keep going and be like, you know, let's, let's do another thing. Let's get on the, you know, even if it's a uh, self-contained story. I mean, I like to, I like to have endings to all my stories. And I, the reason why I'm doing the origin right now is just because I hate it with like just TV shows where they give you a mystery and they mm -hmm. spread it out over like six seasons. And you're like, and then when you get the answers you're looking for, they're never like, they never live up to what you're like, no. you've had all these seasons to kind of, yeah, you know, like, so I, I kind of like told myself like, what do I, what do I dislike about like things like that? And I, I was like, well, I got to, I got to pay it off pretty easy and early on. And so mm -hmm. I figured I'm just going to do it here. I mean, the origins pretty much explained it fairly, you know, you know, enough already enough about the character, but this one really does fill in some gaps and stuff to explain a little bit more and enrich it. So, um, yeah, I can't, I can't wait to, to have you check it out when I'm done and stuff. It's, it's, it's looking pretty nice, which I'm happy about. Um, I just feel like there's just uh, a lot of ideas in there that I just wanted to like do, but had no other, area to put them in so this is this is working out to be kind of like a, a very satisfactory uh you know storyline for me yeah no that, that one just sounds like such a cool one anyways that i can't wait to read it i think it's going to be all kinds of cool stuff and i think the thing is it's like you know the more you think about a character of course you're going to come up with more things that kind of be mm -hmm. like, oh, you know if i'm building the origin because it's like yeah you know you, you when you start a book off you got so many ideas that you're doing but you don't have it all as it says it keeps coming and keeps coming and stacks in and yeah. then you sort of like sometimes there's other characters too that like you know you start them off and you, you throw them in there as like sort of a side character and the next thing you know you're like man i really like this character i want to see the, the farther i can take it and you know how much you know more yeah. story can i throw on this one and so on like that so it leaves so many opportunities out there of uh, you know what, what where to go with some stuff yeah yeah i agree i agree and and so i mean with that i i, I mean i hope with same with you i hope you have years and years of the series to go on because like you know you seem to have like an endless like supply of like <laughs> <laughs> scenarios that are hilarious and i think like man if you can keep it going like six seasons worth you know <laughs> like you see the tv show like you know go go to like 10 seasons you know that'd be great <laughs> well it's one of those ones if I, I have enough ideas that i have written down that like if i sat mm -hmm. down i could write out at least like another 12 like 
issues just of episodes right. in a sense right like I, I have i have all kinds of ideas it's just the thing is it's like you go and get so much at a time when you know you're kind of drawing it's like man if i just wrote these things out i have a ton of them you know, yeah then, you know you come up with these ideas you're like oh psh, there, there's one there there's one right there yeah and, yeah and just sitting down and going with it i think uh you know you get all kinds of stuff out and now I'm sort of doing something slightly different than this new version of the Pizza Boys one. I'm actually doing a, a continual one where I have seven issues written out to go with it. So that's how long it, I was going for six. And then it was just like, uh, you know what? I hate to say it, it could be I could flesh it out right to seven. I think that would be the natural kind of amount. You know, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to shortchange. You don't want to have it where this sounds so weird, but like in Nintendo Power, they used to have those comics back in the day of like Star Fox and like Zelda yeah. and all stuff. In yeah. every single one of those comics they start off and they're like man these are great and everything like that and they got they're really fleshing out the world and everything like that and yeah. then it has this feeling where there's somebody runs into like the editing room and be like hey you guys gotta wrap this up you got like two <laughs> more issues and they I all remember. Like, go like that they just like instantly like the story's going and it's just like it concludes so fast and you're like yeah. whoa, whoa whoa what happened I'm like well we know what happened somebody <laughs> said that that's the end of it cut it off no more months of this <laughs> the true villain was the editor. <laughs> he was the final boss. <laughs> you know, so. and I and I think that's the thing about a comic book. It's like if you need to put in extra pages, <laughs> extra panels, anything like yeah. that, sometimes it's like it's kind of better to do that. You know, there's even like yeah. some of those ones that I look back at some of the, the older issues where it's like, man, you know what? If I would have thrown maybe an extra panel or two in there, I think that would have fleshed that out more. But sometimes the downfall is once you get it kind of structured in there, you're like, well, where am I going to put that panel at now? It's, you know, past yeah. that point. Or sometimes if you sometimes you put it one random page in there, you're like, well, I have about half a page I can fit up in here. <laughs> what am I going to do with the other half of the page? You know what I mean? I guess it uh, can always splash page it somehow, some way. But Yeah, yeah. It's funny, too, because it's like, uh, again, I was thinking about that. Like, man, I used to do 24-page books. And now I'm like doing 72 page points. <laughs> like, like it's hard to look at those those earlier stories. Like, this feels so truncated. Like, yeah. I could have put so much stuff in here, you know. Like, but um, you know, I, I, again, I had like a completely different vision for the book at that point. I didn't. I really wanted it to be a quick, easy, fun read, and I just kind of got too much immersed into everything and said, or I could do this and and make this sprawling, you know, story. And I'm, I mean. I, I'm I'm very happy with what I did with it, but I, I kind of would like to go back to that kind of, uh, you know, quick read, not too quick where people feel like they're getting ripped off, but like, you know, something good, like very simple and you can close the book and be like, Oh, that was good. Or I could go and choose to read another adventure, you know? Um, yeah. You know, like I, I always think about my brother, my middle brother used to read the unknown soldier series from DC. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. And uh, he loved those because they were just like, it was just all his adventures fighting you know, Hitler and World War II and stuff. And each mm -hmm. story was something different, but he always was really amused by those. And that's kind of a cool, like, you know, anthology or not necessarily anthology, but it was just like, a, you know, self-contained stories, a series of self-contained stories like that were, were uh, really interesting. And that was kind of one of the things I was looking at when I first started doing this was like, how much fun would it be to do something like that? <clears throat> and so I think that's where I was going to probably end up going with the, the the Civil War era stories. It's just too like almost like an unknown soldier type kind of uh, tales and stuff like that. And I think it'll be fun. Um, yeah. Well, I'm just going to say that that's uh, I like the episodic idea for that because the upside to that is it uh it doesn't get you too locked in because you know you know that like hey here's one tale but then i can literally jump to a complete different tale they all still add up to backstory and cool you yep. know adventures here but 
you know, there's something nice when it's like, you know, that like, I finished this one and then I can go right into another adventure. And yeah. it, it can almost keep sometimes a little bit more interesting where sometimes it's like, you'll get a long idea going. And once you get so committed to it and everything like that, you're kind of stuck and you're like, well, I guess this is what we're doing for the whole season. The, the tattoo theory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, 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 you're in, you know. Where when you do like, if you just did a bunch of little tattoos, you're like, well, I like the way that came up. I'm gonna get something completely yeah. different over here. You know. Yeah, you can make a whole sleeve with just different ideas, but the, I know I had to do the whole shoulder at once. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that's just how it works out sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But, exactly. Um, yeah. So I, I, I know I, I'm still grinding. Nothing's changed uh, except, like I said. Being on social media, you know, and and we talked about this too. I, I know, like, we haven't seen a whole lot of activity with other like indie comic artists. The thing I see the most is just like Kickstarter campaigns. Like, mm-hmm. you don't hear from anything from these like guys for like all year, and then all of a sudden they're like full force with the Kickstarter. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, okay, I don't even know who you are. Now. <laughs> and um well yeah you know, there's so many it, of those kickstarter ones too where like it, it, and it's almost like oh this book's not going to come out for like a year or two like geez that's yeah. a long ways off i always that's felt like if, when i put together a kickstarter my book was actually technically done by the time the kickstarter came up no i mean that's that's ideal and i i, I kind of get it like we, we were talking about like printers like indie planet like submitting a book to them now it's almost like it's almost like a year-long effort um because i mean i had uh I had kept rod done all the way back in April mm-hmm. of last year. And then it just like hit like in November of 2022. And that was a long wait because I was ready to sell that. I had people were like, yeah, I want to buy this. I want to buy this. And then people stopped pestering me about it. Like they were starting to forget about it. <laughs> yeah. And I was kind of like, what is going on? <laughs> like, you know, I'm losing, I'm losing potential, uh, you know, readers and stuff. So, um, and I, you know, I get it too. I know the pandemic kind of screwed things up for them. And then, uh, it, and then even just posting it on in, on Indie Planet, it's just been like, that's a long wait. Like there's books I've had sitting on on deck where it's just kind of, it's just been sitting there. And I, you know, I see other titles getting out there and stuff um, on a daily basis. So I know they must be overwhelmed, and it's yeah. just tough to find, you know, someone that can kind of just get you a nice timely manner, like or at least give you an estimate, like, hey, if you submit this book today your release date is going to be so-and-so that would be great. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, um, two, yeah. Two months from now, three months from now, if, if, yeah, you just kind of have a, you know, though I will say right. that Indie planets, uh, the shipment that I got on my issue, um, 13, like uh-huh. I literally just for like my own orders that I brought for the con, like, I think I ordered, yeah. they, the books came in less than two weeks. I was like, Whoa, that's I like ultra they, speed. I think they do pr- put priority on things like that. And on Kickstarter, um, on Kickstarter uh, rewards uh, because mm-hmm. I remember when I did my first, my only Kickstarter, I got my books like really quick and then some of them came damaged and they like shipped out like another batch for like within a, a couple of days. Yeah. So they were really on top of it with that. And maybe that's because that's where the money's at for them because they're doing it in bulk. But uh, like, if you're doing just like a test print, you're, you're sitting there like, like waiting like uh yeah, yeah i submitted this like uh, half a year ago and uh <laughs> i don't even remember what it's called now <laughs> yeah most so. definitely but um yeah really uh indie planet slash kablam has really become my uh become my main go-to one for all my prints because of how quick and fast they've been for just getting all when i need extra issues in and so on like that and yeah. they, they just they, they ship right they ship u.s postal service which makes it cheaper and faster than some of the other ones they all ship ups which always ends up costing three times more and always yeah. has issues 
So it's kind of right. nice. So I'm like, you know what? I, I will take, um, I'm going with the Indie Planet ones for all my stuff. Yeah. Now, I think. I mean, their, their, their tax is insane, but I mean, I, I've, I've used them since day one and, uh, you know, I have very little to complain. Obviously I'm the whole thing with the time lately. I'm attributing that to just how the, how, how the world's basically changed in terms of like, you know, how much help they probably have and stuff like that. So it's not, that's probably something out of their hands. They're probably just like backlogged. Uh, yeah. but like I'm always, I'm always happy with like their quality and stuff like that. And they're very good about fixing any things that might go wrong, uh, with shipments or books and stuff. So, um, in that manner, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I'm, I'm still a customer for them, you know, for, for the time being. So, yeah, yeah. I, hope I, I hope forever, you know, so. Yeah, exactly. As I said, they're, they're, they've just been so dialed in for like when I'm getting all my prints, I'm like, you know what? I just, I love the, the speediness of it. The, uh, it always comes good, you know, the good communication and all that stuff. And um, yeah, right. the Indie Planet thing, as I said, I, I, I just picture there's probably only a couple people working on uh, putting the Indie Planet part of it up. Be. I feel like it's one of those ones where, like, they're like, you know what? We got the Kablam office. We've been printing comics forever. Why don't we put up a little uh, indie place where people can buy some print-on-demand books? And they're like, yeah. okay, two people go over there and work on it, and then they didn't realize that, like, oh, well, uh, now there's a the lot more. The whole country wants to do comics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, you know, so. that, that really is the definitive pl- – indie plans, like, the definitive place for putting up indie books, you know, f- yeah. so people can get physical, like, you know, and digital as well, too. But – um. It, it, it yeah, is kind of like the best shop for all that stuff. There's some other printers out there and they have some reasonable prices and stuff, but they don't have a, an indie shop where you yeah. can get, get the digital stuff. And that's what really made the difference for me. It was like, they're literally helping me out in that sense. Like, I mean, Amazon uh, is pretty easy posting books and stuff like that. Um, but I, I like the fact that Indie Planet does it for you pretty much. You know, you have to do is just submit it and, and that's that, you know. Uh, like I said, it's lately it's just been the wait time I did a comic for my daughter. She came up with her own concept and I, mm-hmm. I illustrated it and everything. And she's been asking me for like almost a year now, like, is it up for sale yet? Is it up for sale? I'm all like, you know, I don't, I, I'm sorry. No, it's not. <laughs> Cause can we do the second issue? I'm like, <laughs> what you need to do is you just you order like 25 of these and be like now take these to school and sell them for 10 bucks a pile. sell them that way i know <laughs> well i like I, I, I think i think that would be the way to go here, here you're gonna you're gonna learn some uh like selling sales skills right now well, you know you're gonna you're gonna go hustle these books she's already doing that uh i did a con down in san diego rocket con and um she was just drawing like flowers on paper and she was sitting at the table with me. She's like, Dad, I want to sell stuff. And this is when she was like maybe four. Uh-huh. And I was kind of like, well, just just tell them, you know, sell for 50 cents a flower. So every time like someone came to the table and they looked at my book, she's like, do you want to buy one of my flowers for 50 cents? And people would be paying her like $5 because they thought it should be, you know, oh, this is so adorable. Here, take this $100 bill. You know, she made more money than I <laughs> I was going to say, that was a bit. You're like, wait a second. Wait a second. I, uh, you know, I just need to go out and just, you know, hustle her the whole time. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and I was ranking like, in the cash. I mean, I was good. I was like, so, well, if you want to buy something, this is your money, you know, go ahead and, you know, just do it wisely and stuff. And But like, she got the bug after that. She was like, dad, the next time you do a show, uh, can I sell something too? And I'm like, well, what do you want to sell? She's like my own comic, but I want you to draw it. <laughs> <laughs> she already figured out, you know what? You know how I should do this. Drawing the flowers was too much work on my own. I need to find someone else to draw it for me. So I could just She's sit smart. back and pull up the catch. <laughs> I wish I had figured that part out. I was like, wait, I should have got someone else to do this for me. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, 
that's one of those things that like i hope it happens one of these days i mean if once it goes for sale and stuff and like i'll probably have to do a kickstarter for whatever remaining volumes i have because the only book i have in print and in quantity right here in mm. my hands is the first volume and i never got the other ones um printed yeah. in, in mass quantity so if i'm going to do some shows i'm going to want to have at least like a like a 50 books at least of each because i don't expect to sell more than that um so i'll probably just you know do a kickstarter to get some of those printed out and to sell and stuff and i'll probably throw her book in there just to get her a couple of issues to sell and see how she does so well that, that's we'll always the, the nice part about uh kablam is that you can order it any quantity you want yeah you know what i mean yeah. like that i think that's that the coolest helps. part because it, it's so nice for like my single issues when it's like okay my you know let's just say issue five ran out well okay I, i'm just gonna order like you know 15 more of them i, I don't need yeah. to order 20 i don't want 25 of them because it takes longer for those middle like single issues to kind of go than anything else so it's kind of nice so you don't feel like you're stuck with a a ton like so many places either 25 or 50 for the minimum order and like especially for the single issues i always feel it's like right. graphic novels is one thing to have that kind of quantity but the single issues, especially, as I said, it's the middle section, like the, yeah, the all, yeah. all your in-between issues, because mostly if someone's going to buy those in-between issues, they're most likely just going to buy the graphic novel. So it's kind of a, right. you know, you, they don't get sold as heavy as like the other ones do. Yeah. And you don't have to break the bank to necessarily like over ordering or whatever. Like some of these printer places are like, well, you have, you know, your are, you know, the minimum order is two fifty, and you're like, oh, that's, well, I'm just going to count that. Uh, that's, that's a lot of money. Like, you know, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just paid for a table by myself and that was my monthly rent, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. So, well, well, that was like the main reason that like, I, I ended up getting like making my own stickers at the house because I just didn't like, it was like, God, like every sticker place was like the minimum order was always like at least a hundred. And you're like, well, maybe yeah. I don't want a hundred of every single one of these stickers. Right. So it's just like, whatever, I'll just use my printer and I'll get a cricket or whatever. We'll cut them out here at the house and so on like that. And uh, yeah, that's what, that's and, what me and Laura do for a lot of our stickers. We just like, i just print them here and, you know, once I kind of figured out how to print them properly and everything like that, which took longer than I thought it would, but uh, once you kind of got that all down, it's kind of nice. Cause it's like, you know, you get an idea for a sticker, you, you print out, you know, like here, we're going to print out like eight of them, maybe yeah, if that yeah. even, and see if they sell, if they don't sell, that's okay. But like, I was able to print out a bunch of different ones. I can test market a lot more and I don't have like, here's a hundred or 200 stickers sitting there that I still know what to do with. One of the things I'm going to do for the, uh, the next con, um, cause I'll have the two titles is I have a sampler book that I'm going to put out, which is like, it'll be a 24 page or so. The first 12 pages will be a maroon story. And the last 12 pages will be a Kepra story. And I'll sell it for like five bucks. And then I'll have a coupon in the back. It's like, if you buy this and you liked it and you want to buy a trade, it'll be $5 off the trade. So just bring that back with you. And then like, you know, and hopefully that'll get people invested in it more, like whichever character they like more, maybe they like both, yeah. you know, make five dollars off either one if they want to buy both so but i think i mean i'm trying to think of new ways to kind of get people to kind of like uh try out the character without you know yanking them for 25 bucks right off the get-go if they are if they're apprehensive like well if you don't know if you want to buy it if you're interested just for five bucks just you know read this and if you if you like it then you know come back and i got a full trade of all this stuff so but yeah. um you know those are things i've been thinking about too uh, i've been working at uh, these books and stuff and uh you know i hope to you know like i said be out back out there you know maybe early next year have something fresh and new for everyone to get into and not selling the same one book or whatever like that you know so um yeah i mean that's where i've been uh i don't know i have nothing much else to to, to talk about in terms of that. 
<laughs> that's the only thing i know it's the same thing too it's like a lot of times people are like so what have you been doing and it's just like oh you know just work working on the comic book you know yeah. Yeah. more pages down and it, it really is that one that like i think because comics are always such a in a sense a slow process in a weird way right. you know you're only going page by page at a time you know gosh somebody could ask you that like a month later and you're like what are you doing well you know about one or two more pages down, you know, getting closer, yeah, yeah. getting closer every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know? hey, at least, at least we have the library building and stuff. And that's the thing, like got to keep forging ahead. Got to hit that, that goal of, of that bookshelf. Like I said, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I got four volumes, you know, one Kepra, three Maroon, but it's just not enough yet. I just got to keep going, yeah. you know, you, you know, and the art book, you know, yeah. Yeah. So I just want to keep uh, producing stuff, more content and, you know, hopefully just have a lot more variety for people to choose from when they come visit the table. So, yeah, I think that's good. There's another buddy I've met um, at some of the comic cons and the thing he kind of did instead, which I thought was an interesting way to go about it is he wrote and draw. He he drew like three or four different types of books. So he had like three genres that you could kind of pick from right off the bat. Right. And like, and then he kind of like whatever people like more, he started working on this, the second and the third one of them. And I thought like, that's kind of a cool way. Cause then it's like, you got a lot more ways to expand out your kind of market and everything like that. And, uh, you know what I mean? And then it's like, you know, for me, it's like, in a sense, I'm kind of, I have my pizza boys one, but that's all I sort of have. I got the one genre in a sense, yeah, yeah. multitudes of other stuff in it. But it, sometimes that's where I'd be like, it'd be nice to almost like just make another book just to have, just to have that extra variety to go. Well, right. well, I mean, it's a danger too to having too much stuff on a table yeah. and like just confusing your, 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 you know, peruser. But, um, you know, I like, I, I figured two titles is probably really workable for me. Um, just kind of to give a variety and like, Oh, this is not all I do. I'm, you know, so, uh, you know, and obviously with Kepra, I don't, I don't plan on expanding that any more than like the next volume. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't plan on selling any like single issues of that or anything. Cause I, I've only, I'm only doing like the thick books for those. And I, you know, even maybe with the maroon going forward, I might just start just doing that too. Just cause I feel like people want the complete story. Um, yeah. Right from the purchase. So it, it just makes more sense to me just to have those completed volumes so they could get like something self-contained and it feels like, okay, that's $25 well spent or whatever. Um, so I, I mean, going forward, I think that's going to be my, my philosophy on, on what I present. Yeah. Well, I still think that the test book, I think is such a good idea though, where it's like, here's the 12 and 12, you know, yeah. pages, you know, and then you could kind of have your ad in the back. You got the coupon yeah. in there because, cause then it's like, you got the nice $5 item. It's easy for yep. people to buy. You know what I mean? Because that's the thing. There's lots of there's people out there. It's like, you know, that, that's just, they just, that's all they got. They got, they got five bucks on them, but they, they're kind of interested. And then it goes, well, man, I, I like these stories come back. Yeah. Then I get the trade one because I think with your books, I think the trades in a sense trades alone. And then the test one, I think you're yeah. set. I don't, I don't think yeah. you need, because you know, it's sometimes it's, Every once in a while, there is those people that they like the single issues, and a lot of times people yeah. I notice that like the single issues, they, they they're they like them mostly because they like the covers. I think they just like always right. having the covers for everything. Because that's why I notice that when people sometimes will instead of buying my trade books, they just go straight for like they're like I just want the cover versions, you know, in a sense. Like I like that kind yeah. of aspect of it, and, and you know, so yeah. there's always that. But um, I, I think that the I lo- I love the test book. I think that's the yeah, one. Yeah. Where well, you know, the I thing think, you can almost do is you can almost get like those newspaper print like comics where you get you gotta buy like a hundred of them or something like that. But I think you can get right. them for like a dollar or less, like for the print price. The print price is even lower, and it has just an old fashioned, more novelty sort of look to it. And um, right. that would be kind of just cool in there, so that like you know you're you're at least you know the issues are still like they could still make a profit off of them, and they could still be passed around, but they're at like a reasonable price. 
No, and I was even thinking too for even more of an incentive, like maybe the back cover. Not only will have the coupon at the bottom, but yeah. you could also have like a blank page where you could just do like a customized art. That'll be yeah, my way be of cool. signing up. I like, yeah, you you used your coupon by using, you know, because I drew on your book or whatever like that. So not only do you get the trade, but you get like artwork, you know, practically for like free because it's like the five bucks you spent on this book is going towards the trade, and you know, it's, it's like this whole you know, incentive thing. But I, and I think that's really what people are looking for. Like they're looking for the, the best deal uh, at, at the cons. You know, if it's something that catches their eye, a lot of times you can see the wheels turning when they're looking at your book and you, you know, they would, they would pick it up if they had like, you know, you know, disposable income and everything. But yeah. like some of these people really come in with like a set amount of money to spend. And they're like, well, no, I want to pick up that dark night, you know, hardcover and, <laughs> You know, I don't want to, you know, I can't splurge but as much as I like this and I'll take a card and, you know, then you've kind of lost them because that, that business card doesn't necessarily lead you're going to get any online sales or anything like that. So, um, yeah, yeah. I just want to kind of like give them something to come back and, and take a chance on it. So, yeah, no, I, I think that's that, that right there. I think such a good way to go to kind of, cause that was the main reason. Like when I originally just had straight, I had just graphic novels. I was like, I, I that was my Comic-Con thing for a while, but then I was like, gosh, you know what I need is I need that $5 item. That, that yeah, was the thing yeah. is when you had just graphic novels, you, you know, people like they, they almost got to be kind of a little bit more committed, you know? Yeah. So yeah. If I have, and I think if I have $5 item, at least there's something that's kind of a gateway product. And I think that's also where like the first issue purchases come in because a lot of people do want to really support you, but they don't want to support you that much. You know, you're like, Oh yeah, you know, you're doing good work. Uh, uh, this is five dollars. Okay, I'll take that. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like they don't want to do the like you know the twenty thirty dollar book right away, and you know maybe get burned by it. I mean, and nobody wants to burn their customer in that way. You hope everyone's gonna like your book, but you never know, you know how people are gonna respond yeah. to it. They might go, "What a waste of money!" You know, and go back and slap that guy <laughs> in the face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you want to make sure. Well, a lot of times I think people like they like to spread the wealth too. Like so they know yeah. they're like, gosh, if I if I dump twenty five or fifty dollars at this one booth, you know, that's already a quarter or you know a third of what I brought to go spend on other places and so on. So I think yeah. having the the five dollar item, having the incentive, having all that, I, I like the idea of having the back cover that you can draw on because it's almost like you have the main cover on yeah. the front and on the back cover you got a drawing cover, which I think that's just a cool concept right there. It's just like a make, personalized uh, thing right there. So yeah, it just makes it super unique and so on. And yeah, like that, I think, I think that's an extra great touch too. I mean, you could even do that yourself. We could do like a, a maybe a 10 page story for pizza boys. And like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure people buy the books anyway, but like, even if someone was kind of like on that teetering on the, on the brink of, well, should I, or shouldn't I, you could just slide yeah. that, like, you know, $2 book or $5 book up to them and be like, Hey, if you don't want to commit to a full issue, at least try the sampler. And if yeah. you decide you like it, you know, here's a coupon. You can come back and get the whole like season, you know? And I think that'd be a smart way of kind of just getting people to like, at least consider it because it's with them for the whole show. So, you know, when they're outside sitting on the steps, eating their $7 hot dog, they bought the convention center and they're looking at it they're like, you know, this is not bad. I might go back in and check it out, you know, like, and, and, and you know, something yeah, that they, they can't it's on a site, not, it's not on a site out of mind type of thing. Yeah, that's actually kind of a cool idea. It'd even be fun just to, like, for Pizza Boys, I feel like I could almost even do it and, like, make it in a weird format size where, mm -hmm. like, you put like in almost like those, like, those digest size uh, ones that, like, oh, yeah. like with some of the Archies are in. Like, you put in, like, yeah. that little mini print. Just experiment yeah. with something just with it and just, you know, maybe write a story that kind of goes, you know, in it like that, but it's kind of like just a lead-in thing that kind of... Yeah, yeah. Something to whet the appetite, and you know, and then uh, 
just to get them in there. So, yeah, that's that's what, one of the things I, I also I'm I'm trying to uh, work into the into the whole book. Uh, you know, wherever that's going to be. You know, probably when I'm finished with the maroon, I'll probably do that, and then I'll try to do the Kepra one, and then hopefully I'll have those books ready for the convention. I can just have like a stack of them on the table. And be like, if you're not sure you want to try this, then for you know a lot less, try this and this yeah. incentives in the back, you know. So if you bring it back, I'll do the, the free art, and you get the five dollars off for the for the trade. So exactly, hell of a deal, you know what I mean? Like, come on, where deal. else? You, where else are you going to get stuff like that? But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it, that's one of those ones. We got we got to do a comic con together one of these days. We're not that far. Oh, that'd apart. be great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's got to be a place halfway we can meet. And, well, yeah. Well, I, I, I'll come all the way down. I don't care because I've been really wanting to do some Southern California Comic Con because everything I always do is in like Middle California, whether it be yeah. Bay, Bay Area, Sacramento region, and so on. I would like to kind of go, you know, farther south and kind of like get we should try a, where, where, we, we should try, try LA like, Comic Con. Yeah, or I've also heard that I think the Long Beach one also like. Oh yeah, I'm like people, right near the Long Beach one. I'm literally like. A thirty-minute drive from there. So yeah, if you ever wanted to do that, that's a great. It's a nice. Uh, it's a good-sized con. It's not overwhelming and it's not too small. So you, you probably do really well there. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard good stuff about that one. So it's like, as I said, I, like one of my kind of goals for conventions is I kind of want to. I'd like just to expand my reach out. You know, I'd like to go yeah. farther south, farther north. I'd like to, for some reason, I want to go even to Nevada. I want to see what that would be like. I just want to go like a Reno <laughs> con or something like that, just to see. <laughs> the Vegas cons are great. The Vegas cons, yeah, people I, like I would love to really, do one of those. Yeah, because like, well, I noticed just, like. I did that for a couple of years when the, with the other book I used to work on and people are really, really excited about those because for some reason <laughs> the whole comic book scene there is very like, people are like hungry for it. So when they go there, they're so enthusiastic. There's a lot of enthusiastic like purchases and stuff. And they remember you when you come back the next year, people are like, Oh yeah, you know, this, 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 you know, let me buy this now. They're very good. They're a very good con to go to. So. Yeah, well, I, I I'm all down for that. So we got to plan some of that stuff going forward, getting to a little get together and so on. Because as I said, we're, we're not that far away, you know. And there's yeah. so many of us comic book wise where it's like, gosh, you know, they're all across the world and so on like that. Where it's like, we're realistically, I mean, if, if we were on the <laughs> East Coast, we'd be like six states away from each other by the distance. But we're yeah. right here, and yeah, there's one state. It's just one long state distance. That's it. <laughs> yeah, if we're on the East Coast, we could have Craig fly out and join us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know that's one of those ones too. I would love it if. If you had the logistics right, I would love to go yeah. to like London area, you know, and do oh, one of those yeah. conditions up there just for no reason but to do it. You know, I just don't know how you'd get all your books across to there. I guess you'd just oh, take a dude. minimal amount. You'd just be like, okay, what what can I load in a suitcase? I'm just going to be here for one day. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm bringing, I, all I'm bringing is I'm just bringing stacks of uh, graphic novels and that's it. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. You know, not, not be, even be, clothes. No, no, nothing. <laughs> I don't have enough room for it. I'm just going to, I'm going to just wear the same outfit. <laughs> I'll buy an outfit while I'm there. <laughs> just give me my comic tee and some jeans. They're like, oh, two days. Who cares? <laughs> Anyways, I gotta, I gotta take off. I hear my kids screaming. Um, Hell yeah, getting about that time. They come crashing through the wall like the Kool Aid Man and just like destroying the whole <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh so, yeah, but, but uh, we definitely well, got to do this again. We got to do it more often. As I said, that, yeah. that's been my kind of whole plan is just to get more hangouts together, just to get yeah. that, you know, creative flow going and just getting talks and, you know, updates, you know, because we're all working on stuff and it's just fun to get kind of the updates of what everybody else is doing. So yeah, we'll do absolutely. that, you know, as we're kind of talking indie planet, you can get 
all of our books on there. Get Kepra. You can get the Maroon. You can get Pizza Boys. They're all up on there for both, yep. you know, physical and digital. It's 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 a great, fantastic place for anybody who doesn't know. You'll find all and kinds of cool want, stuff there. If you just want digital too, we also have them up on Amazon and just look it up under either our names or just look up Maroon, look up Pizza Boys. Uh, you know, Kepra is up there too. So just check them out. Um, you know, we would appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's the thing is like, there's, there's all kinds of good stuff, but come by, read some books, have some good times, get inspired. But till then, I'm Spencer Scott Holmes with special guest, Derek Lipscomb. And we will see you some other time. 